0: I I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. that attempts to find the one moderately funny cat video amongst 87 minutes of terrible early auties era digital animation. My name's Paul Salt.
1: I'm Per Goodman. You dick.
0: Hello. Um, And today we're going to talk about Nine Lives, uh, the Barry Sonnenfeld family film starring Kevin Spacey, Christopher Walken, and Jennifer Garner and a cat. Uh oh. Critical reception of the film was not favourable Uh, David Palmer of The Real Deal said the only reason this comedy won't uh, derail Kevin Spacey's career is that no one will ever watch this outside of a military interrogation room. Kate Muir from The Times said how much is Kevin Spacey paid to humiliate himself like this? It fade a little bit better with uh, audiences, about a middling uh, reaction there. Uh, Nui from Amazon said got DVDs and post today the box broken it not right to see a broken cover very cross person i gave dvds to Government, what's a one good thing about about nine lives
1: there are lots of good things about nine lives paul
0: oh explain yourself sir
1: oh well there are lots of good things oh, okay. I, as i said that's fine then um such as yes there was a story. Uh, there was a backroom business deal. Was there though? Well, there was a story about a backroom business deal which went
0: on. Backroom business deal. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, Wall. Very Wall Street esque. Sure.
0: Yes. I-, I got Wall Street from
1: this. Yeah. There was a family drama. Uh, about a business guy in a coma.
0: What? What was the drama?
1: Um, well, he was in a coma. Oh. Yeah, and they uh they occasionally remembered that he was in a coma.
0: Tell me more about this. Um backroom business guy was he um he was a dad you say
1: well yes initially the the backroom business guy was the dad who was played right. by kevin spacey all oh, right i um, bet he was a great dad well you'd think so uh, i would but i would very much think so shock horror for some reason the business was more important to him so more important than family i know i know
0: that is a conflict i have never seen before i know but it gets better I'm waiting for it to get even better. Now. Well, not only was it
1: a family drama about a business guy in a coma. Backroom business guy. With backroom business deals. Oh, fuck. There are also fuckloads of hijinks. What? Woo!
0: Where'd the oh, hijinks come from? God. Who let these hijinks in?
1: Oh, they just let out a cupboard. Opened a cupboard and they all came out.
0: The cupboard labelled hijinks? Oh, the hijinks Don't cupboard. Don't that cupboard. Oh, the fucking hijinks. <laughs> so... This is a film about a backroom business guy named Kevin Spacey. I forget his real name. His name yeah. is Brand. 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 Donald Trump Brand. Donald Bland. Uh, Bland? Sorry. That was, that was, I didn't even do that on oh, purpose, guys. Hijinks everywhere. Wow. Look at the hijinks in here. <laughs> he's a business guy. Yeah. Um, he's really good with his family. He's pretty good with his family when he's around them like he's he's kind of warm with them and jokes about and they seem to really really like him seem to yeah he had a initially. good rapport with his wife yep good rapport with his wife Jotaro and her daughter obsessed with him yeah um, but he's not around enough, and business often comes first for Mr. Spacey because he wants to build the tallest tower in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot of tower, and it's all going to be Spacey's. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not paying enough attention to his family, who are the tallest family in the <laughs> Northern Hemisphere <laughs> by his design. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, one, one day, whilst he's especially not paying attention to his family, he's missing a birthday?
1: He Cake was saved for him. He
0: knows it's a birthday,
1: right? He's he's been putting off getting a cat for a long time. His daughter wants a cat for That's her right, birthday, yes. and for 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 some for some reason, it's never quite clear.
0: It's never quite set out in any like real in any real way. Apart from like- his opening monologue about how much he doesn't like cats, yeah. But that that was just about how unimpressed he is by cat people. So yeah, birthday's being missed. Daughter but- wants cat. He hasn't bought... He buys a cat, eventually. He, he buys a cat from Christopher Walken. From wonderful, wonderful Christopher Walken. Shh! I'm a cat whisperer. Omnipresent Christopher Walken. <laughs> the, the collector of souls, Christopher Walken, who gives him this cat under menacing circumstances. Yeah. Um, it's the most menacing... It's probably the most menacing visit to a pet shop since Gremlins. Um, and the most menacing thing involving Christopher Walken since the last Christopher Walken film you watched. Or the last room that Christopher Walken walked into. <laughs> He, he buys a cat and he takes it to his backroom business deal, uh, where his guy who is not his son, but is in his business and looks remarkably like his son, except is slightly darker, which is probably a bit worrying because he's yeah. the bad guy. Um, he has done a thing, which means this isn't going to be the biggest tower in Britain anymore, whatever it is in the northern hemisphere anymore he diverted kevin spacey because he was on the way to the birthday but the guy later reveals that he has a very sinister motive because Mm. having poured what must have been billions into this tower he rather unreasonably wants to see it put to something useful and actually make some sort of rent money um which really is getting in the way of this tower being the tallest tower in the northern hemisphere which is what it's meant to do uh, with kevin spacey's name on it i mean that's what the audience is clearly rooting for and it will be devastated to see that kevin spacey doesn't get to have the tallest tower in the northern hemisphere Mm. via backroom business deals that would just be very upsetting through some hijinks some lightning related hijinks possibly summoned by christopher walken if not then almost certainly by santa claus he falls a little bit um before more hijinks happen throwing him through a pain glass window with cat He's, he's carrying the for out this. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and since the business guy fails to rescue him, ignores him. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't fail to rescue him. He
1: watches him for the duration that it takes Kevin Spacey to slip and his hand to slip and fall to his death. Yeah. So um, again, another character with some good intentions and some really horrendous ones. Yeah. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to make some money out of it and charge rent. Out g- of this good ridiculous thing that they've built. Yeah. Um, also fine with murder.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, totally fine. But that's business for you. That's business. Mm -hmm. That's business in Trump's America, guys. So yeah, he then wakes up, and in a scene that we didn't give enough credit to, it is revealed that Kevin Spacey is now a cat. Yes. And the film ensues. Wow, that guy looks worse off than me. And he's wearing my clothes. And that's my belt.
1: Seriously? And the film ensues, yeah, which... We will get on to, but he was eager to get to his his daughter's birthday. Because mm. usually with these kinds of films, the guy's so wrapped up in his business. Mm. And there's business going on left and right, sometimes even centre. Yeah. And he doesn't remember the birthday. He he kind of does maybe get a present, but he forgets the birthday. Yeah. And that's how hijinks ensue. But on this one, he was really trying to get to the birthday. Having
0: bought a cat. Yeah,
1: the having bought a cat. And Christopher Walken uh did a character assessment first impressions which isn't always i mean hard to believe i know but i'm not great on
0: first impressions yeah are you saying that you're worried that christopher walken would have turned you into a cat had he just met you yeah not getting to know you
1: yeah i'm quite i can be quite standoffish and i wanted to turn you into a cat the first time we met yeah you tried but you don't have any magic powers so it was just you just punching me in the face in that cafe
0: (laughs) That's, that's how i turn people into cats Works every time, but
1: luckily for Christopher Walken, he has magic. Yes, and he made a character assessment, deemed Kevin Spacey uh, brand to be unsuitable for humanhood, mm. and 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 that and that was it. But
0: he was trying to get it to the party. Yeah, he was just he just didn't like cats. I mean, cat, Christopher Walken does have an experience of turning people into cats. Um, he's done this before, even less successfully the first mm. time around. I'd say um, that particular cat. Came back and uh, electrocuted him to death. Uh, what I mean, if this film had turned into Christopher Walken spending the rest of the, uh, to Kevin Spacey spending the rest of the film roaming around the streets of New York in a tight in a tight cat suit purring at people, would the film have been more morally correct? I th- I th- I think there's a bigger market for that. Yeah,
1: there, there is a Kevin Spacey brand uh, at stake in this film. Yeah, and I think they could have maybe used that to better effect than they did by putting me in a coma
0: f- five minutes in. And just having him awkwardly Voice provide voiceover to, for a cat, which yeah. is sometimes real. Uh, he laughed off a joke made about him quite well early on, in which yeah. he's getting a roast from Jennifer Garner's character. Yeah. They attend a roast of him. And Jennifer Garner says, oh yeah, my, my husband, he loves kids, absolutely loves them. He always said they make the best phones. And uh, Kevin Spacey just kind of laughs it off. Yeah, uh, And the daughter turns to the person next to her and says, what does that mean? And the guy sat next to her, rather charmingly, doesn't explain child labour to her, to this little child. Yeah, um, it was an interesting joke to have made in a family film. No, oh. no. Oh. Luckily, the cat pisses in at least three bags, or, or, two, or two and a half. He fails on the yeah. third one. Um, Hijinks. Yeah.
1: So the film. Yeah. Um, so
0: he's turned into a cat. He's turned into a. Cat, no one can hear him. Uh, He narrates everything. Only Christopher Walken can hear his inner inner Mm. spacey monologue. Yeah. Inner space. (laughs) Um, It's very good. It's very clever. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Everyone else can just hear um, comical loud meowing whenever he tries to say anything, um, which undercuts whatever scene is happening as it happens. The distressed Spacey attempts to force his way out of a cat through meowing sounds. (laughs) The good news is your husband made it through surgery with no complications. But he has severe head trauma and is unresponsive. When you wake up, Mrs. Brand, her husband's in a coma. Once the swelling in the brain is reduced over the next couple of days, that's when we're more likely to see recovery. But right now, he's not in there.
1: And, 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 and so he's a cat. And that seems to be it for, for some time. His family have to acclimatise to their father, husband, ex-husband, and so on, being in a coma.
0: And that's it, really, for half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the family appears to not care that much. They treat it as if the husband had just gone away on a business trip. Yeah, Maybe should have done a bit more research on how comas work, but I believe that once someone has been unconscious for more than a few minutes, there is serious danger of brain injury. Um, and if you can't wake someone up after a few minutes, you're looking at sort of long-term conditions here. Uh, none of this seems to phase uh, the perpetually sunny Jennifer Garner and her um, psychotically cheerful little girl, uh, who get used to this new cat who seems yeah. a bit chaotic. Yeah, it's a bit of a handful, especially because
1: their dad is uh, getting more brain damage by the second. <laughs> by the second. But um, yeah, they don't. They, they really don't seem so bothered about it. Jennifer Garner is more occupied with this new cat, with trying to figure out. Oh, what to do with cats and then she opens a <laughs> fridge that one time and sees the cake that uh kevin spacey dad missed yeah. uh by not going to the birthday party and she pulls a face which is d- disappointed angry yeah. i thought it was sad <clears throat> but then kevin spacey cat um his line
0: was i'm so i do have a good excuse
1: yes that was it yeah. i do have a good excuse which would suggest that Jennifer Garner's first reaction to that piece of cake was uh, was Fury.
0: Yeah, just, oh, he didn't show up. Glad yeah. he's in a coma. Falling off a building. Uh, when That's he should be so here. Frank. I'm thinking of Frank Underwood <laughs> Yeah, thinking now. of Frank Underwood. Um, yeah, so the, the family don't seem to mind, and they just bond with the cat. Now, there are certain ways that you would expect a cat drama, uh, a man turned into a cat drama, to play out. First of all, you would expect a long sequence of yeah okay a sequence in which guy tries not to be a cat anymore and we get that we get a lot of that you would then expect a sequence of man learns how different his life is going to be now because he's a cat and aside from a lot of long shots of kevin spacey staring at a really unappetizing lump of cat food uh we never get any sense of oh hey look how athletic i am now look how agile i am mm. um you wanted toby Maguire and spider-man yeah here's my wanted- six pack <laughs> Yeah, I wanted him to take it the cat to take its glasses off and be like, oh. Yeah. Don't need those anymore. Yeah. We don't get any, like, oh, I don't have leg pain anymore. I can just jump. I can run. I can catch things. Mm. Oh, what's that moving over there? That looks exciting. Oh, look, a, a bird. What, what's that? And, you know, yeah. him, like, being a cat. <laughs> what do I smell? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's none of that. He's just a cat, and it's inconvenient. Because yeah, it's... it's... Slows down a little bit his ability to drink alcohol. It's just rubbish, isn't it? It's just so boring being a cat. Seriously, um, he accepts it with a tremendous amount of um, grace. I, I think we say immediately. Yeah, yeah,
1: like a like a fool being shown a magic trick. Oh. He's just on board. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's my watch. I'm a, I'm a cat, and uh, I think is that the first? Um, oh no, God, that's not the first bit of horrendous cgi is it but it's but it's no
0: we've had terrible i mean right from the off <laughs> from we get the a start, panning yeah. shot of new york a pan up the tallest building in the northern hemisphere which has no weight to it whatsoever and it's yeah. an interesting it's interesting that throughout the film nothing quite looked real mm. um i'm gonna put it down to digital color uh correction mm. which is when you film your thing and because the world is the real world there's shadows everywhere uh the sun goes behind a cloud for a part of the film, and so half of the film is lit awkwardly and then when you cut back, the cloud has moved on, so there's it's not it's bright, and so you have a disconnect between the shot reverse shot. all these things happen when you're filming things in the real world with real weather, not in a studio under lights. Every second of this film I feel was digitally corrected to be a certain colour palette, and that particular colour planet was gaudy uh bright base colours no subtle hues or anything just da and it looks bad it doesn't look real it looks yeah. like um a very it looks like dorothy arriving in oz mm.
1: throughout
0: the whole thing um or sky captain in the world of tomorrow nothing's quite there but maybe that's how the world looks as a cat ah didn't think about that did you Except it's it's the whole film. But maybe the cat's been watching the whole time, like a benevolent... Yeah, it was also directed by a cat. Oh, okay. Barry Sonnenfeld's a cat.
1: Yeah, he is also a cat. He Excellent. went to buy a cat for his son's birthday. A <laughs> twist. And uh, he was a bit of a dick to Christopher Walken. Yeah, I can't, um, I
0: can't spend time with you, son. I've got to go direct Wild Wild West. Yeah. It's the tallest film in the Northern <laughs> Hemisphere. That's about the only... Explanation
1: I can think for it because it does look terrible. It looks yeah. like uh, a CBeebies.
0: It looks terrible. It looks like Lazy Town. It's just yeah, everything looks fake and yeah. superimposed, even when it's very obviously not. But yeah, that's that. So the next thing that you could do with a story like this is have him like being a cat. Show that hey, cat's lifestyle. It's not too bad. Mm. You get to lie around all the time in your basket, eat whatever food is given to you. Mm. It might not be the best food, but hey, you don't gonna go out and earn it, or yeah. anything like that. You just get food. Hmm. Um, he didn't even uh, enjoy catnip.
1: No. In the film. Do you think it's because there are parallels between that and and and
0: excellent drugs? I can't help but feel they would have made that joke if it had occurred to them. Yeah. <laughs> that's That it's feels true. like low-hanging fruit right there, <laughs> and um, I think it just wasn't quite low enough. Yeah. Short arms. <laughs> Is that Barry
1: Sonnenfield? Now he's a cat actually no if barry sonnenfield's a cat then why wasn't he thinking always of
0: uh, catnip true i would have yeah yeah God, this whole bag barry sonnenfield's a cat it's really uh theory is really falling apart but um i'm sticking with it yeah like most conspiracy theorists yeah then we have the aspect of him being able to get his get to know his daughter in a different light people might be themselves a bit more around cats you know they let themselves go they don't think about normal social situations and so they speak a bit more freely when they're just around a cat just to air out things Mm. does he learn to listen to his family because he's unable to communicate kind of yeah a little
1: bit i mean through the daughter that's that's sort of how he begins to be understood that he begins to make progress yeah um which he then just fucks off completely at the end to go and (laughs) save his Yes, leaving
0: his daughter. Do- yes, the fact that the daughter gradually comes to realise that Kevin Spacey is actually in the cat yeah. actually has no impact yeah. on the story. Uh, mm. Kevin Spacey stops being a cat when he makes a grand sacrifice. Yeah,
1: when he just fucking does it himself.
0: Yeah, and the little daughter do- the daughter has no impact on the plot. Yeah. Um we should point out Kevin Spacey has two kids. A daughter and a fully grown man's son. Um, who looks an awful lot like the main antagonist, but a little lighter, so is mm. clearly the good guy. Yeah, and Roblo, and he looks exactly like um Roblo mixed with um I'm thinking the other guy, Carl Urban. It's, it's, it's the other guy who looks like Roblo. We we'll have to cut that. I thought I, I, I end I... on you saying Roblo. Roblo. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should keep all of this in Roblo. Roblo. <laughs> Rob Edit point. Roblo. Yeah, and then. Just have him learn to be a better person, is the idea, Hmm. by being a cat, I think, would be the idea. And he kind of does that, except his main revelation moment is, my son's going to kill himself and that's probably a bad thing. Mm. Which, call me crazy, but I think Kevin Spacey (laughs) would have done that anyway. I think he would have probably had given a shit about his son wanting Mm. to kill himself before he got turned into a cat for like a week, a month. And maybe he'd have had the cat
1: in yeah, his hey, home he and cat. He'd have, he, he would have learned to take life easier because he'd have had a cat
0: Yeah, so stroke. what we're saying, Christopher Walken, is just give them the cats. Yeah. Your job is to give people cats. And that's value in and of itself. You don't need to be fucking the soul weaver going yeah. in, turning people into cats. Eater of lives, Christopher Walken. Because <laughs> Christopher Walken, throughout the film, is telling him that he doesn't have much time. Yes. And he has a shop full of cats. And at the end, when the daughter brings the cat back to him, with Kevin Spacey in it, Kevin Spacey's able to hear all the other cats talking about how great it is to be a cat. And is it implied, therefore, that these are people who were each individually turned into cats by Walken and failed to learn their lesson about how to be a better person and are now just stuck in his shop in a perpetual state of cathood? That sounds about right. Right. Yeah. That's sk- horrifying. Yeah. So, Christopher Walken basically plays Saw in this movie. Yeah, I I did think Jigsaw. Yeah. Yeah. You have to learn your lesson, and if you don't, cat. Your soul is mine. Your soul is mine. You are a cat in my shop. Yeah. That's very menacing. Yeah. But Walken is menacing throughout the film. Shh! I'm a cat whisperer. There's a sequence in which he has to just leave a room. <laughs> he just has to leave the room. <laughs> and he, he does so kind of slightly stumbling it's very funny but also
1: quite unsettling this was just after um, the five second period of silent staring at the the guy's daughter yes yeah, I remember that where he just yeah. points at her yeah <laughs> he just points at her and waits for nothing
0: um, there's a wonderful bit of self-awareness I think the film could have done with being a little more self-aware but cleverly self-aware yeah. there's some very blunt kind of great I'm a cat and yeah. it's you know that mm. But there's a moment where Christopher Walken asks for some time alone with the cat, and Jennifer Carnam reacts yeah. the way any other person would if yeah. Christopher Walken were in their home and had asked to spend some time <laughs> alone with their pet. Which <laughs> is not immediate approval of yeah. that situation, which I find I found very
1: amusing. But ultimately acquiescence, because it yeah. is Christopher Walken uh eater of souls.
0: But that's that's a deliberate joke they made, which I laughed at. Yeah. So that's rare for that. Mm. Um okay, shall we quick fire? Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay, a moment I liked. Um, the movie opens with cat videos. Some of them are quite funny. I've seen a lot of them before. Yeah, um, everyone likes cat videos. Everyone likes
1: cat videos. Except for Kevin Spacey.
0: Oh, he hates cats. Yeah,
1: he does. He Bloody hates them. He hates cats. He does. There was a there was an anti George Bush joke, George ah, yes. W. Bush joke, twice. And again, I did I did actually laugh at the second one yeah um i think I, I wasn't expecting them to repeat the joke
0: i can actually uh, reveal um exclusively here and only get um um one good thing that um in fact you laughed at both shit yeah well anyway yeah it was it was
1: <laughs> it was a funny gag and it was unexpected from this film because it actually and it was uh unexpected which is where comedy comes from yeah i think
0: yeah um And there was another gag later on, which, um, again, I think only plays off of how creepy Christopher Walken is, Mm. but the gag is that the, um, I think it was a gag. It may well not have been, it may have just been an accidental result of having Christopher Walken in your movie. Um, Jennifer Garner is trying to find, well, she's not trying to find Kevin Spacey is trying to encourage Jennifer Garner to hire Christopher Walken as a cat whisperer. And so Mm -hmm. he has gone to the newspaper and torn out Christopher Walken's ad for his service from the newspaper and the little portrait of christopher walken that comes with the ad um seems like he's been caught unawares of having his portrait taken <laughs> yeah and it's wonderful it's it's a wonderful little moment akin with um christ uh, santa claus appearance in the last episode of this podcast
1: yeah it really does look like they just jumped in on christopher walken whilst he was eating a sandwich and that's it it's... christopher ah. <laughs> yeah perfect that's that's cinema gold everyone it's a rap.
0: It's a comedy rap. Well they just used a screenshot from his previous scenes. <laughs> Mr. Walken, can we take a picture of you to have in your cat avat? No. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: th- I think it's, it's I can't stress enough just how how excellent Christopher Walken was for this film. I think without mm. Christopher Walken in it, um the the film would have been genuinely un- unenjoyable.
0: Um that's a sentence I've said so many times in my life. Yeah, it's sad,
1: isn't it? <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's so true. We were So, we're three episodes in now. Um, Mm -hmm. We're yet to watch a film that is unpleasant.
0: A bad viewing
1: experience. Yeah. Because I laughed a lot, again, at this film.
0: Yes. Intentionally or not. (laughs) Yes. I very Um, much remember... And this is the first comedy film that we've reviewed. And there's something wonderfully and specifically awful about a joke that is told to silence. Or a joke that's told and you just think, oh... Yeah. Yeah. And particularly this is bad when, and this is the Garfield effect, you have a character in your thing which is meant to be, like, kind of better than the narrative. Like, you know, things are going on and the character's gonna basically be like a commentator, like, you know, we're doing now, Mm. on the situation. So when the ex-wife comes in and says something, Kevin Spacey Cat's gonna make a sassy remark that's just for us. They don't get to hear it. Um, And when those comments aren't funny... Um it's really awkward because it's like oh you're just part of this. What? I set a place for Tom.
1: Well, that's a weird habit. It's not like he's usually here for dinner.
0: Madison not tonight. I'd say the same thing if he were here.
1: Yes, that's why nobody likes you. Yeah. Oh. There were there were several moments like that, but fortunately Christopher Walken was a continued source of joy. Joy. Yeah. Um every, every time he entered a frame and, and suddenly be there to just do His terrible things. And he really was such a menacing, he was probably the most menacing do gooder. Um,
0: his role is essentially that of Morgan Freeman and sort of Bruce Almighty. That's kind of it. It's a benevolent character who's gonna show up and do something to the main character to make him reassess his life. Yeah. But by being seeming less in control and more like a I don't know, some sort of wise old guy who just knows that this happens. Although I'm not ruling out the idea that he's in charge of the lightning in this universe in nine lives.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 a hundred percent sure that he is responsible for it because <laughs> at this, he says something to his cats about like let's get to work or, oh god, he or does. something just as Kevin Spacey leaves the shop. <laughs> which suggests that he has not only the power to trap souls in cats but to manipulate the weather. And, and manipulate traffic. Yeah. Manipulate space yeah. and time. He has the powers of of a god, but he's a truly malevolent God. <laughs> He really, like, it's not a nice, you sure
0: taught me a lesson there. Yeah, it's, you almost killed me and ruined my family in order to teach me a very odd lesson. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, definitely freaked out a whole bunch of people by throwing himself off a building at the very end. And a cat. Yeah. Which, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's mostly the cat. Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, a cat gets thrown off a building at the end of the film. And we're, we do not get to see the aftermath of this, except that it is implied that the cat died mm. um, and yet has enough lives to come back again. The logistics of that, how it's realised visually, is best left unexplored.
1: Do they have to sweep him off the, the road with a broom?
0: Scrape him off with a fucking sp- yeah. spatula. Yeah. Do
1: they hose him off and he sort of assembles in the water? We <laughs> just don't just, know.
0: Or did he just disappear into a cloud of magic? Do all cats do that? There's only one way to find out. <laughs>
1: it's um, not it's not this film because half half of the time it's not a cat, is it?
0: Yes, we should get to that. Um another uh, to come back to our lightning round, yeah. our lightning quick round of good things about this film. The real cat stuff was great. Mm. Whenever it was a real cat on screen um doing stuff like there's a long sequence of it playing with a pen, trying to get the pen open so that it could um write a message to its family. During that sequence, it is quite obviously a real cat playing with a real pen. And it's excellent. It's really good. It's like, oh, look, look at the cat play with that pen. I wonder how they did that. Maybe they put, like, butter or nip on it or something. Then, once the cat sort of succeeds in getting the pen, the lid of the pen off, it's a CGI cat. Um, and it is crazy over animated. All of its fur is moving all of the time. <laughs> um, even in the smallest of move- movements. And that was a common trick. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, trapping of CGI in the sort of early noughties. If you watch even a good animated film like um, Monsters, Inc., where they were just figuring out how to do fur and make it look good, they got too deep into it. And if you look at actual footage of just fur moving around, it spends a lot of its time still, but they overcompensate for that.
1: Um, The actual, the first meeting of Christopher Walken and Kevin Spacey near Mm. the the beginning of the film, um, there's a really wonderful moment where Christopher Walken comes from behind you know in, in the back room walks up to the counter and the camera sort of pans so that we have Kevin Spacey on the left and Christopher Walken on the right and they look at each other for just a second and Kevin Spacey heaves a great sigh great sigh and i think that's a really great way to start off the film <laughs> yeah that should have been the first scene like, yeah
0: <laughs> really Okay Seriously Seriously Yeah and then the rest of that scene is terrible Because it looks like they weren't even filmed at the same time Yeah It's all uh, shot, reverse shot So a shot of Spacey Then shot of Walken Spacey Walken Spacey Walken Bouncing back and forth um, And it doesn't feel like they're in the same room Fine How do I get out of this? Wrong question You should ask How did I get into this? Fine How did I get into this? Keep asking that question I hope you figure it out What does that mean? Your body won't last long if it expires, you're going to be stuck in there for the rest of your life. You get me out of here, you son of a... Calm down, Mr. Brand. You're a cat. It's not the end of the world. I hate cats! That's what makes this so perfect. I think I'd I i I'd be interested to see any other film in which Walken and Spacey have a couple of scenes opposite each other. Yeah. Uh, talking about literally anything. <laughs> Go ahead and embarrass me, internet, by pointing out the five times that's happened already <laughs> that I'm not thinking of right now. But it, but that would also work for the future. Uh, Barry Sonnencat has
1: just directed a new film with Christopher Walken and Kevin Spacey. It's, it's set in space. Really? Okay, go on. Yeah, they're it's not set- astronauts. They're <laughs> yeah. space moon men. Okay, continue. And it's just them talking for an hour and a half about space cheese.
0: <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> Three Oscars. It's actually set in Spacey. Um, it's Christopher Walken and Kevin Spacey. Within, it's like Inside Out, but with Christopher Walken and Kevin Spacey, in, and inside Kevin Spacey, inside Kevin Spacey is the name of the thing. That's, yeah, this this sound good actually. When's that out? Yeah, let's make that movie. Um, another uh, quick fire, quick fire round. Quick fire. Um, Jennifer Garner, I think, in one scene was doing her own stunts, where she has to uh, walk into a staircase and then leap across a room onto a sofa. Um, yes, and it looked like. True to her alias background, uh, she actually did those things, and it looked pretty good. Um, Garner was pretty insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> in the film as the wife. Um, I just, I
1: just don't feel, I don't feel like she had a choice. No, I feel I like it was say, foisted on her.
0: <laughs> I will say most of the cast did all right with a terrible script. Yeah, Spacey included. There's, there's a um, when Kevin Spacey is realizing he's been a bad dad, and he kind of says, "What have I done?" Like it sounds possible as a human emotion, and it needn't have been. Yeah. It really didn't. It could have just been, "What have I done?" Yeah, like just something really Whoa. flat and kind of wacky. I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, that was that was really nice uh, mm-hmm. in a film full of wacky moments and tone shifts.
0: Yeah, um, I'd say so. It's a film that is simultaneously about a man, a father who is in a coma. Um, and the family having to learn how to deal without him, whilst one of the biggest business decisions of his life goes on without him. It is as much a story about that as it is about a businessman gets caught inside of a cat, and has to re- relive with his family as a cat. And those two things do not blend very comfortably. You don't know what you're talking about. The doctors say he has a chance. I understand. If I were you, I, I would do anything to keep him alive. But this could go on for months. I can wait. Or Or years. And he never wakes up. And Rebecca, she needs to mourn, and she can't do that if she's waiting for a father who's never coming home. Ian don't off me. It's just an awkward film. <laughs> it's a really awkward film, and it's hard to know how it's come about. Yeah is it like being John Malkovich where it was just like guys you won't believe it we've got Kevin Spacey and he's going to play a cat and they're like wow yeah have it on my desk by monday <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's 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 a mystery of a film like i was saying earlier i still i laughed a lot because there were so many unintentionally funny moments we mm. still haven't seen a film that has been a difficult watch I did think it was going to be a
0: difficult watch when it started. I've yet to cringe. No, I cringed once during this film. Um, I cringed a few times during the film. Okay, there's one cringe moment where I knew the daughter was going to be smiling directly at the camera because of what she had just said, and I couldn't bear to see it. So I looked away, and I think unless the film has a physical effect on me, Mm. and I actually have to look away from the screen, which I only did once during this... Mm then I think it's been a passable experience. Yeah. I feel like in some of the films we've got coming up, I'm barely going to have seen a, two frames next to each other. Yeah, although Herzog would have you not look away at all. Herzog so. uh, demands that we do not avert our case. Yeah. Um. Can... I have failed him today. Yeah, you can <laughs> send flowers to his widow. Yeah. His widow? Oh. Jesus, did he, he die him? of heartbreak? <laughs> he looked away, and then he just dies.
1: <laughs> he crumbled like ash in the wind. <laughs>
0: No, he's a cat. Oh. Oh! Him it, and Barry Sonnenfield.
1: <laughs> together.
0: They're directing the next movie.
1: <laughs> it's, what? it's going to be Herzog in a room with Barry Sonnenfield <laughs> with a camera two inches from his face and a wide angle lens and a bright light shining on his sweating face just asking
0: him the same question about about why he made this film about cats. <laughs> what is the dilemma of the cat? I feel like Herzog, were he making a film about Barry Sonnenfield would have an endless amount of affection for him. He mills away at his editing suite, editing together pictures of cats shitting in a bag. He may as well be digging his own grave. (laughs) His stupid family stands by and watches this happen. Ironically, he has not seen them in many weeks.
1: But he wouldn't make a terrible nine lives pun, which quite a few reviewers have done. Um, but the film didn't really make any puns, did it? No. No, um, no which...
0: catastroph- catastrophes yeah. or kitten calamities or anything. Or that's just perfect. I feel like perfect was once. I mean, oh, the guy's name was Perview. Per, View. per- was it? Per- Perkins. Yeah, Perkins, yeah. That was it, yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, frankly, any film critic who makes a, a Nine Lives-based pun or any sort of cat pun should... Uh, should not be allowed to continue. I'm per Goodman. Um, is there any, anything else we want to mention? Ma- <laughs> any other quick-fire
0: good things? I really enjoyed the little girl's performance because she was psychotic. Yeah. Uh, There's a moment in which she has just been reading pamphlets about what to do when your father is in a coma. Jennifer Garner comes to tell her, um, I believe it's that they need to acclimatize to the idea that he might not wake up, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Um and the little girl has the biggest grin on her face that you've ever
1: seen on a little child. And then the camera cuts to the pamphlets that she'd been reading. Uh pamphlets such as Uh What to Do When They Don't Wake Up And there are three <laughs> of these just spread along the table and this girl's just fine. She's yeah. she's better than fine. Yeah. It is ter- it is terrifying, but alongside Christopher Walken, I mean, how else can you play it? Yeah, of course. I was. There were so many times I was expecting him to go from his bumbling, smiling Christopher Walken to like a horrible hiss where he revealed his his sharpened teeth, and then he just fucking lops someone's head off with a sword and I then ride into a
0: tree. I kept expecting threats. Yeah, like there's a moment where he's like, uh, he takes the cat off of a security guard, um, and the security guard gives him the cat and is like, tried to scratch me. Christopher Walken just looks at him for a second and then kind of smiles and turns away. Hmm. But um, I just expected something like, I'll scratch you. <laughs> Scratch your eyes right out of here. <laughs> he just he just walks over and gets his fingernail and just runs it across his quickly runs it across his cheek. Yeah. I was thinking throat. <laughs> and then he passes
1: and then suddenly he's you know <laughs> pouring blood and choking <laughs> on his own blood.
0: As um, Christopher Walken hops into the distance. We need to settle on one good thing about nine lives. Yeah. Um are we are we happy for it to be Christopher Walken's performance? He did what he could. He did what he could. I feel like that might be the one good thing about Nine Lives is that they did what they could. Yeah. Except the screenwriters. They did bullshit. Yeah. Um and whoever Barry Sonnenfield, uh, when he saw the CGI stuff, um, when he saw the cat and mm. the colour correction, uh, he should have just gone like right, to indicate displeasure, uh, instead of purring mildly, which allowed it to enter into the film. <laughs> yes. Um
1: although just to undo all of that Christopher Walken could have just said no.
0: Yes. Everyone could have just
1: said no. Yeah. Um but he but it, but I feel like without him the film would have been made anyway and we could have been watching that film with Adam Sandler in that position. Oh god a whole a whole number
0: of people. I mean it's not a million miles away from the premise of um whatever that garbage uh film he made last year was the one about the shoes. The Cobbler. The Cobbler, yeah. That, that, we're not yeah. a thousand miles away from that. But hey, high concept comedy films, family comedy films, they're not unheard of being good. Mm. You know, Groundhog Day, um. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a wonderful film. So hey, mm. you're a business guy who doesn't appreciate his family, you get turned into a cat, and in, in the ensuing hijinks, um, you learn what it means to be a father. Yeah. On paper, that's not the worst thing in the world. No. I I can't believe the script didn't read worse, though. I can't believe that they didn't just read the script and say, oh, you haven't done that film that you just described to me. That's not this. Well, I don't know who this film was for.
1: Yeah. Because normally it's enjoyable. You make it enjoyable for a child. You throw some jokes in for the adults. Yeah, and you have something that's passable, and that people will go, yeah, that's pretty good. I took my kid, and I wasn't expecting him to have a good time, but I did. Yeah. Um. Not everyone else. Not everyone is as twisted as we are to find <laughs> Christopher Walken <in> a constant, <laughs> constant joy, pleasure, regardless yeah. of what he's trying to do. Yeah.
0: No, you're right. And if you're making that movie, you don't put in necessarily jokes about slave labor so overtly. You don't yeah. have a, a subline about euthanasia.
1: Yeah. I don't know who this film was for. I laughed a lot, and. Christopher Walken was beguiling, as he always
0: terrifyingly is. Yeah, I'm ready to call it. Yeah. So, it. thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Um, if you'd like to see more of my work, please check out Nerd's Get Go- Nerd's Get Bored at WordPress. You can check me out Life Worth Living, which is l i w o
1: w o l i dot wordpress dot com. Uh, please find us on Twitter and Facebook at OGT Pod. Uh, On iTunes, please like, rate, subscribe,
0: all the things that you do
1: to convey enjoyment and appreciation.
0: And if you think you know a truly worthless film that doesn't have Christopher Walken in it, that doesn't have um, the occasional line sincerely delivered by a veteran Oscar-winning actor, then um, please get in touch and let us know what that film is. We're looking for it. We haven't found it yet. Um, But meanwhile, until that day, I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And the one good thing about Nine Lives is Christopher Walken menacingly dancing in the hallway.